Hi, I'm Siobhan Hunt and this is Kindling Conversation, a Kindling Kids radio podcast. Just a quick note before we get into the next episode. If you haven't already, I'd love you to rate and review Kindling Conversation wherever you get your podcasts or if you enjoy the episode, share it with your friends. All right, thank you and on with the show. I can remember when each of my children started walking. My daughter stumbled across our living room and my son was chasing balloons in my parents' house. Babies or infants, I should say, can start walking at very different ages, some quite early and others seemingly late. Debbie Evans is a senior paediatric physiotherapist at Therapies for Kids, and she's here to talk to us about when your baby or child starts to walk. Hi, Debbie. How are you? Hi. Is there an age range when we can say um, children should be walking? Well, now, this is the big one. Babies can walk from very early, as you said. So I would call very early nowadays, about eight months, um, and up to two, two and a half. But we would start to say that it's outside the norms by 18 months. Um, we would like babies to be walking by 13 months. And that's a confident get on and off the ground, change distance, cope with walking on the grass type walking. So most babies, we would like to be taking some steps by 12 months, but like blue eyes, green eyes, it will vary for your child, for your family, how much experience your baby's got on the floor, whether they're um, a risk taker, whether they're mummy's little princess that might be still in little blue clothes but still want to just be on somebody's lap. So we don't get alarmed. Doctors doctors in particular don't get alarmed till about 18 months. But if a baby really doesn't have what I call legs by about 12 months, which means that if you pop them down on their feet, they take weight, then I would be starting to see someone. And it's so much fun to play standing walking games with a baby you know babies usually by six months have legs on your lap and they're starting to want to bounce and you start to jump and that's the beginning of learning to walk it's it's so much fun um and it's very easy for both parents to do even at the end of a busy day to just pop their baby on their lap and give them a little bit of a trampoline on your legs and start going you spoke of trampolines and i have to throw this one in there what are your thoughts on jolly jumpers Ask any physio and they'll just go, no way. <laughs> but I have been known to use them. <laughs> My firstborn, who was a, a five-month crawler and an eight-month walker, so I could have a shower because he wasn't safe in any – he could get out of a high chair. I would put him in a jolly jumper and I'd get three minutes to have a shower. But essentially, babies are learning to stand up. Um, sitting down in any kind of upright device. Really, children don't need devices. They need a ha- high chair for feeding. That's about as and a car car seat, and that's about as far as I'd go. So, what about um, when people are thinking of their kids walking? A few things come to mind. So, the jelly jumper, more of a fun thing to play around in, but. I remember thinking, oh, should I get them one of those carts with wheels on now, it? Now, carts with wheels are not something you put a child in. There's yeah. something that a child pulls Can push. to stand on. But I always thought they're just going to fall over because But the thing wheels. is they've got to learn to work out how to readjust their balance so that they don't fall over. And 
they're allowed to fall over. You can fall 17 times an hour while you are learning to walk. But they very quickly learn to adjust how to get their weight back because basically a child should have most of their weight on their legs, not on their hands when they're first learning to walk. So if they're pushing a trolley, and I love trolleys, it's just like you using the shopping trolley when you're a bit tired and it takes a bit of your weight when you're walking around the supermarket at nine o'clock at night because you've not had time (laughs) with two children to do your shopping. That's very different to something that takes most of a baby's weight. Jolly jumper where they're standing on their toes rather than coming down on flat feet. The little baby walkers where they've got a table in front of them so they can't learn to judge um, about distance. They can't see a step that they might fall down. They can't get to the world because you can't transfer out of a walker, a baby walker, to the couch. Whereas a a little trolley that you're talking about will take you to the couch where you can transfer off and you can then climb onto the couch and from the couch onto the back of the couch and learn to turn around and get down. So that's an adjunct to independent walking, whereas the others are almost containment. You're listening to Kindling Conversation. We're speaking with Debbie Evans. She's a senior pediatric physiotherapist at Therapies for Kids and she's talking to us about when your babies start to walk. Debbie was just making the point that what we want our kids to be doing is, um, I guess, independently be pulling themselves up or holding on to something, but not being fully supported by a walker or some kind of device. I have heard that can be quite dangerous in terms of tipping over as well. well. Debbie, what do you say to parents who are just always worried about their baby hitting their head when they're learning to walk? Because I seem to remember my children getting several hard knocks on their head as they learn to walk. Well, I continually say babies fall 17 times an hour when they're learning to walk. And as you've mentioned before, that we've had a couple of other of these interviews. And it's all about babies learning to go forward. Children are supple. They bounce. They're they're close to the floor. So if I've got a two-and-a-half-year-old big baby learning to walk, that's different. They still have to learn to come forward and and save themselves on their arms. But it is further to go. But a little tiny tacker between eight months and 12 months learning to walk, they're close to the floor. They've got a big fat nappy on. um, And they often still have a little bit of a reflex in their toes that causes them to grasp. They've got a solid foundation of where they are. Their hands come forward. They're nice and chubby little arms with lots of fat around them that are meant to take their weight. Heads shouldn't be the part that land. It should be hands. Like the elderly that do break their wrists because they put them out and they're not strong enough. Babies, or unlike the elderly, babies have lovely flexible joints and and muscles that are meant to take their weight. And they'll, they usually fall fairly slowly. But you You know, if your baby is learning to walk and it's day two, I wouldn't go to the basketball court (laughs) and expect them to chase the dog because they they may go over and graze their hands. So you do it on the grass. You do it um, sensibly. But the floorboards at home are fine. I mean, even tiles at home, children will get their hands out. But children used to break a lot more bones and have a lot more scrapes. And everybody just said, oh, yeah, well, that's little Johnny. He's the clumsy one or he's learning to walk. Now, I think for whatever reason, perhaps we're a little bit more precious about our children falling over. We don't, 
you know, our children aren't perhaps outside as much to have those experiences because we um, aren't living in big communities, not going to grandmas and maybe going to childcare where everything has the soft play underneath, the parks have the soft play. So, you know, a, a, a new parent will have the nosy neighbour saying, oh, what have they done when you see a little br- a bruise? But really the answer is they've been learning to walk and it's fine. It's fine. Um, what could be some of the things from a physiotherapist's perspective that might stop a child walking? So the most common things nowadays is a child that hasn't learned to crawl. And that would be what we would see. I call it the epidemic. Children are doing the bottom hitching that we've talked about in an, an earlier episode. Um, that The main reasons babies don't walk, learn to walk nowadays are sort of normal environmental things that they've been in their pram, they haven't had the experience of being on their tummy crawling, perhaps um, have been a little bit protected. But the serious things are a very small, only 1% of children have anything serious wrong that will cause them not to walk. So it, if your child isn't walking, it's usually going to be okay. It's just probably that they got stuck somewhere. I'm not sure if this is a question you can answer, but um, there I remember at every stage of my children's lives being obsessed with what I can buy them in terms of clothing <laughs> and when I could kit them out with certain things. What's the role of shoes in walking? Now, this this is quite the contentious question in therapy. I I believe children can easily go into shoes before they learn to walk because a lot of babies nowadays are a little bit floppier. We talk about low tone and hypermobility. They're words we didn't talk about 30 and 40 years ago. Um, And nobody knows the reason why. Maybe it is a lack of experience on their tummies and pushing off. Maybe it's because they've sat and haven't developed the muscles in their feet as early. Um, so if you put them in shoes, because if they're a bit delayed or if they're rolling on their feet, what you're then getting is a baby that's getting their foot in the correct alignment with their knee and the correct alignment with their hip. So it is okay to put children in shoes. You don't. We sometimes put them in heavy shoes and very solid shoes. That's particularly children that really can't get their feet nice and flat and in a good position on the floor. But like everything... It's a mix. You know, you want the sensory experience of your child walking in the mud and the water and the sand and the grass, but you also want them to to have that stability. So, I, you know, if you have a baby should be on their feet 80% of a day by the time they're one to one and a half. So if they're awake for 10 hours, they're on their feet for eight. So if they were in shoes for four and bare feet for four, the world is a fine place. And in Australia where it's hot a lot of the time, you do want them to be able to go outside and toddle on the hot cement and in the grass and on your um, patio and without worrying. So therefore a shoe, it's there's all sorts of shoes. We definitely talk about shoes that give um, ankle support and aren't going to hinder their walking. So pretty little shoes, little baby Crocs and things like that are probably not a good shoe for an early walker, but a good, solid, old-fashioned Clark sandal that don't do my favourite shoe anymore um, are good. And even a little sports shoe, a little Nike that holds them 
because you know by 18 months they're trotting they're really moving they're covering space and and so they've got to have learned to adapt to that and you can see shoes are strengthening you know you go to the gym and lose weight shoes are a little bit of weight on a little poppet's feet for them to develop some more strength but you do need balance Debbie, it's very interesting as usual. Thank you so much for your time today. It's been enjoyable. Thank you very much. That's Debbie Evans. She's a senior paediatric physiotherapist at Therapies for Kids. And as Debbie referred to in that interview, we've spoken to her before about tummy time, about babies before they start to crawl or move. And then we've got a whole interview about crawling. So if you'd like to refer back to them, just head to our website. You'll find all the information there. 